Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah. Thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you this week. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing on the Parashah Beshalach, translated when he sent. And my focus is going to be on that portion of the Parashah that talks about keeping the Shabbat. I will clarify why keeping the Shabbat will bless and safeguard your happiness in life. Now, I know that keeping Shabbat is counterintuitive. But don't let that fool you. I have experienced firsthand the power of Shabbat keeping for nearly 40 years and what it brings to a person's life. Now, before I jump into the portion, keep in mind that this is a midrash and is not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself. And I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. I'm going to be reading uh, Exodus chapter 16, verses 11 through 30, and I want you to uh, follow along if you can. I'm going to be reading from the JPS translation of the Tanakh. I'm going to begin in verse 11. The Lord spoke to Moses. I've heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Speak to them and say, by evening you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread, and you shall know that I, the Lord, am your God. In the evening quail appeared and covered the camp. In the morning, there was a fall of dew about the camp. When the fall of dew lifted there over the surface of the wilderness lay a fine and flaky substance as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, that is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather as much of it as each of you requires to eat, an omer to a person. For as many of you as there are, each of you shall fetch for those in his tent. The Israelites did so, some gathering much, some little. But when they measured it by the omer, he who had gathered much had no excess, and he who had gathered little had no deficiency. They had gathered as much as they needed to eat. First thing I want to point out is that God is our provider. He's the one that gives us the power to, to lay hold of that which we need. He's involved in that. He oversees that. He watches over us. But we're also to have some guidelines, if you will, some ethics, Uh, some ways to approach how we gather what we need. And so, of course, uh, they went out and they had followed the Lord's instructions. And in the end, everyone had what they needed. Now, in verse 19, he goes on to say, through Moses, let no one leave any of it over until morning. So this was a 
a, a test for them really earlier in the text that says the Lord would test them in this. And really the test is over whether or not we're going to trust the Lord and his instructions for how we live our lives. And so God said, don't leave any of it over until morning. Verse 20, but they paid no attention to Moses. Some of them left it, left uh, of it until morning and it became infested with maggots and stank. And Moses was angry with them. So one of the things that we learned from this is that God really knows what he's doing. He knows what he's saying and his instructions to us. They're designed to be good and productive. They're intended to bless us. We simply need to need to, to listen to, to God, to our creator and learn from him about who we are in the world that we live in. He's going to give us wise paths um, and ideas on how to prosper in this world. We're to listen to him. And if we do, we'll save ourselves from many disappointments. And on the other hand, if we decide, no, we kind of, we're, we're know-it-alls. We'll figure it out. We don't need the Lord. Well, neglect the word of the Lord. In the end, you'll end up wasting a lot of your time and productivity. Verse 21. So they gathered it every morning, each as much as he needed to eat. For when the sun grew hot, it would melt. On the sixth day, they gathered double the amount of food, two omers for each. When all the chieftains of the community came and told Moses, he said to them, this is what the Lord meant. Tomorrow is a day of rest, a holy Sabbath of the Lord. Bake what you will bake, boil what you will boil, and all that is left put aside to be kept until morning. So earlier in the passage, God had instructed them that he was going to provide for them. They could gather that, and they were to do that for six days. And on the sixth day, they were to gather twice as much. And on the seventh day, they were to gather nothing. They were to simply enjoy what they had gathered on the sixth day. Um, and so this is part of what uh, uh, is, is unfolding in this passage. And they did. They gathered twice as much on the sixth day. They came and they, they told Moses, we've followed the instructions and we have twice as much. And, and then Moses explains to them, well, good, that, that's what the Lord intended for you to do, because tomorrow is a Sabbath unto the Lord. And he, he wants you to rest and do no work. And now you'll be prepared to fulfill that commandment because you have gathered twice today is what you needed. Now, here's the problem, of course. Uh, they're worried that, well, you know, uh, we kept it over until morning and it became foul and maggots were in it. So wh what's going to happen tomorrow? And uh, of course, they had these concerns, right? So this, again, is a test of faith. Will they follow the instructions of the Lord? And they do. We'll jump into verse 24. It said, so they put it aside until morning as Moses had ordered, and it did not turn foul, and there were no maggots in it. So what can we learn from this? That on the sixth day, they gathered double as instructed, and this time, the excess did not turn foul. And of course, this is the test of faith. And God wanted them to learn from this, that even though it doesn't always make sense, and even though it may be counterintuitive, that God will make good on his word, that God will provide, and in that provision, we'll find what we need. 
And so they, they, they do this and they discover, wow, this is an amazing turn of events on every other day. If we keep it until morning, it turns foul, but on the Sabbath, somehow, for some reason, it makes no sense, but it's not foul. And, uh, and so, so, you know, in, in some ways they learned that God was involved in, and he is involved today just like he was in the days of our ancestors, God is involved in our affairs, in our daily affairs. And he wants us to trust him with our lives. He's watching over us, each and every one of us. And he knows how to provide for us. And we can trust him for that. We can trust him in in things as mundane as our daily bread. So let's jump back to the text. Exodus 16 and verse 25. Then Moses said, eat it today for tomorrow. I'm sorry. Eat it today for today is a Sabbath of the Lord. You will not find it today on the plain. Six days you shall gather it on the seventh day, the Sabbath. There will be none. Yet some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found nothing. Now think about that for a moment. Here you have people once again, just having a hard time trusting God. God says, enjoy it, rest, relax, eat your food, right? And and by the way, don't go out because there's not going to be anything out there. Well, that was counterintuitive. If it was there on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, obviously it's going to be there tomorrow on Saturday, right? God says, no, there's not going to be anything out there. Well, people, they just didn't trust him. So they went out, they went out to gather more on the Shabbat. And why, why would they go? Who, who knows? I mean, some of the reasons may be, you know, a fear of lack. Well, you know what, you know, we're in the wilderness and, and we better gather as much as we can while we have it. And so they went out because they just thought, you know, I just got to get more just in case, you know, we get into trouble here. Right. So a fear of lack is what drove them out. And, and also maybe greed, maybe greed. Maybe people were saying, Hey, let's go out and gather and just get some more. You know, we just want a little bit more. Greed is always that, that idea that somehow I need a little bit more. And so maybe they went out based on, on greed. Who knows? Fill in the blank, put in your own idea of why they went out. The point is it was a lack of faith And what did, what did they discover? They discovered uh, this kind of um, eye-opening experience that extra work doesn't always translate into increase. They were they they went out and worked when they were told to rest, thinking that if they worked, they would have a greater increase. So they worked, and they didn't gain anything extra. In fact, they lost their needed rest. Now, long-term, long-term, there's a negative impact on their physical health, mental health, and emotional well-being. We all need rest. We need this cycle of rest. We need the Lord's Sabbath. It's important to our physical health, our mental health, and our emotional well-being. Just going out to make an extra buck and to make as much as you can doesn't always mean you're going to make an extra buck. And not only that. There's going to be a loss of, of, of positive impact in your life as you work 24 seven. It's just not going to work out the way that you think they learned it the hard way. 
we can learn from them and not make the same mistakes. So let's go to verse 28. And the Lord said to Moses, how long will you men refuse to obey my commandments and my teachings? Now that brings up the obvious point. His commandments, his teachings are counterculture and it takes faith to keep them. It's not easy to keep the commandments in a world that does things entirely different. It's very challenging to do that. But those who do will be surprised by God's provision, his strong support and provision and blessing. And those who do not, well, they're going to be disappointed by a lack of blessing in their life. Verse 29, mark that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you two days of food on the sixth, sixth day. Let everyone remain where he is. Let no one leave his place on the seventh day. So the people remained inactive on the seventh day. They had learned over a period of time, this valuable truth that God knows what he's doing. He intends to bless his people, but his people are responsible to walk in his ways. Therein lies the blessing. And I just want to share with you, um, I'm almost 60 years old and I've been working uh, ever since I was about 15 years old and I can go all the way back when I got my first job. And, uh, you know, I, I, I ended up um, about a year or two into that job uh, realizing the importance of Shabbat. And so I finally decided I'm going to keep the Shabbat. And so I, I informed my employer that I could no longer work on Shabbat. And that was a big deal. And they, they, you know, really tried to, uh, you know, make me work on Shabbat. And I just refused. I just said, I'm, I'm not going to do that. You, you can do whatever you need to do, including fire me, whatever. But I am a great employee. I'm very loyal. I'm committed to the company's success. And so, you know, here I am and I'm available six days a week. I just can't give you the seventh day that belongs to, uh, my God. And so I refused to work on the Shabbat and I told him I'll work every Sunday. You know, that that's a really big day for you anyway. And, and you have a really hard time uh, trying to get employees to work on Sunday anyway. So here I am every Sunday, use me on Sunday. So they did. They in turn scheduled me every Sunday. I worked every Sunday weekend and week out for, for many years. And guess what? They paid time and a half on Sunday simply because it was Sunday and due to the, you know, the blue laws related to Sunday in our nation, you know, they paid time and a half for employees that would work on Sunday. So in the end, because I kept Shabbat and was willing to work on Sunday, I actually made more money than all of my coworkers. And not only did I make more money than all of my coworkers, I was rested and renewed because of the Shabbat. I was rested up and renewed and just like raring to go every week for that weekly schedule. I was satisfied and emotionally replenished thanks to the Shabbat. I was healthier in mind and body. And that just positioned me to be a, 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 an above average employee for my employer. And, and these were just some of the more obvious uh, bennies that came with keeping the Shabbat. There's, there's more, of course, but these were some of the big ones. 
So let me just uh, kind of summarize this. Let's move into some application here. Um, if, if your job does not involve saving physical life from imminent death, get your religious leaders help in crafting a plan to inform your employer that you are unable to work on Shabbat due to your religious convictions. Now, Get ready for a fight. It's usually a big fight with your employer. But in the end, I, I, I firmly believe this. In the end, with the help of your religious leader in your religious community, in the end, you'll be more than compensated by the one who commanded you to rest on this day in the first place. Yeah, you might even lose your job. But I, I, I can almost bet you that in a relatively short period of time, you're going to get a better job. You'll pass the test and God will bring to you a better opportunity anyway, or you're not going to lose your job in the first place. You'll be just fine. God's going to bless you regardless. No matter what happens in the end, God is going to bless you, provide for you and raise you up. It's been my experience for four decades, my experience has validated this over and over and over. And I have heard numerous others share the very same experience is throughout the biblical record. It is the heritage of Jacob. So keeping the Shabbat that takes faith. It takes faith and courage, but it's worth it. Don't let this world hold you down. Rise up, seize the day for the Lord, your God. It's your heritage. It's your blessing. It's your legacy. Be the head and not the tail. You're not a slave. You're royalty. And keeping Shabbat informs everyone, especially your employer, that you cannot be owned by anyone. You're a free person, a son of the King of heaven. Well, that concludes our program for this week and a special thanks to our great King Yeshua, the Messiah. And to you, our listeners and supporters for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of, of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated to and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now, pray with us, give financially, and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Check out all of our social media sites at graftedin.com. That's G-R-A-F-T-E-D-I-N.com. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services 
at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.